Pints and Fights Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. There's a guy named Hal and there's Danielle and there's guy Look, I don't have a song this week. I don't have it. I don't have it this week. And you're going to have to live with that. La, 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 la. Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm Prince Haller, Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by my fellow members of the Nation of Conversation, Dan Generation X, Danielle Radford. Oh, okay. That's great. I will take that two days a week and twice on one of those days. And the instant Kelk sick. Works for me. Lindsay today. Kelk. Just Eastern European, isn't it? I mean, thank it. you for doing the two hands under the chin first. It's my I am adorable pose. Which it doesn't of, really which... translate for podcasts, but sure. um, just so everyone knows, I'm adorable. <laughs> That's adorable. where I was going with that. It's true. Look, none of us are. Yeah, we're not going to argue <laughs> that point. Person. That is not the purpose of this podcast. We're talking about um, wrestling, and there's a whole lot of title news to talk about this week, starting with AEW, where. Kenny Omega and John Moxley are on a collision course. They they wrestled in New Japan. I assume this match will be not as good because it's <laughs> AEW and they they try to make what's old new again. Except it doesn't. I'm sure it'll be very good. I'm sure it'll be very. Yeah. Good. I'm not saying I'm not looking forward to it. I just uh, I don't know. I'm not. I'm I'm low on AEW. Right I just think ever since the election, I've become very interested in trending and statistics and forecasting. And the trend for AEW is we're going to do that thing again, but like not as good. So, you know, if I were John King, I would probably say the outlook is not as good for this to be a six star match. But we don't know yet. But we don't know yet. So, you know, I am excited for Renee to have a baby. That's the thing I'm most excited about in this match. (laughs) I know she's not going to have it in the match, but still, like... I don't know. We don't know. She could. It is AE dubs. It is AE dubs. It's it's impossible to say. If it happens on AEW, it'll be a scheduled cesarean because they can't <laughs> avoid blood on that fucking show. Yeah. And I assume like lives. Wardlow will have to perform it or something. I don't know. Like give him mm-hmm. something to do. Um Sure. Yeah. Can Kenny get rid of the dancing ladies? Can Kenny not have the dancing ladies anymore? Can we not do that? I thought maybe they wouldn't do it because he came out in his suit and I love Kenny in a suit and I was like, look at him wearing a suit. But he still had the dancing ladies. Um, but I really want to go back to like Wrestle Kingdom and like take him to one side mm-hmm. right before he did his entrance to go out and face Okada and then be like, Kenny, let me show you. I'm from the future. I have to show you this. Full Marty McFly. And just I just want to see his reaction because if his reaction is, oh my God, that's so cool. When do I get to do that? I can give up my Kenny fandom so much earlier than that I have to like suffer through the loss of a hero, uh, which is what I'm doing right now. Because I, I need it not to happen. You guys, I need it not to be every week where the ladies come out. Well, uh, it, it doesn't make any sense. I filed it into my things that make me not super happy, but I'm just going to have to ignore. Like that's kind of where, which I mean, look, it's a big closet um, and I keep <laughs> having to make room. I mean, you're going to have to start throwing out stuff you actually like soon to make room for the stuff that you don't. That's the concern. I 
I'm I'm a hoarder of things to ignore. Nice. Um, and have been for a bunch of these thirty something years. So it's like that's kind of where I'm at with it. It I don't like it. It bumps me out. But I'm just. I, I love Kenny so much that I'm like, it's fine. He still loves us. It's okay. Like, yeah. it's fine. I want, I want to get there. I'm still in the, you can't just let me have Kenny. You can't even let me have Kenny uh, of it, which is, which is really tough. But I'm excited for the match, I guess. I will be. I'm not. That's a lie. But I will be. Uh, I think, I think when that we when get it there. Come, when, when it, yeah, when we get there, I think that yeah. you'll... I thought the show was pretty good watching. this yeah. week. On, on your general. wedding day, you'll feel you'll love him. On your wedding <laughs> yeah. day, you will. Yeah. On your wedding I'll get day. to the Just end of the aisle time. and I'll look up and see yeah. his eyes, and I'll say, "This yeah. is the match for me. I, this is okay." Yeah, now yeah, I can and live the with this. Ladies, the, yeah. the ladies will be right next to him, which is the yeah. best part. Now it's yeah. it's lukewarm, <laughs> and you don't feel great about him. But when you have the second kid. That's when the love starts. So you just gotta yeah. grin and well, because the first kid's so hard. The like that. the first kid's so hard. Yeah, you gotta get and through. The second kid, you can juggle knives. Doesn't make it. Yeah, you're fine. So, and by care. then you're just like in a really comfortable. Some say routine, some say rut, but like mm-hmm. it's your rut. And by then you've given up. So yeah. by then the match is great. By then I'm like super excited for the match. Yeah. yeah. American Beauty is not based on anything that actually happens in the suburbs with a loveless marriage. No, wait, no. Not... Roses don't fall on teenage girls in the suburbs? If no. you've never seen the street no, and watched happens. a plastic bag, just fly around. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. I play good. a version of Slugbug like that anyway. We'll get back to wrestling <laughs> in a second. Um, but I play a version of Slugbug like that where if you see one of those plastic bags, you have to yell out sometimes there's just too much beauty in the world and then punch <laughs> the person next to you. Uh, I mean, fair enough. Fair enough. We've all, we've all got across the bed. Mine apparently is going to be Omega Moxley and yours is yeah. going to be plastic bags. Yep. Nice. That's where I'm at in quarantine, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Lockdown part two. Well, look. Lockdown part two. Kenny Omega has those. Lockdowning her. <laughs> Kenny Omega has those ladies out there dancing. But those aren't the only women that are part of AEW. Lindsay, it's time to check in <laughs> for the hottest segment in wrestling and podcasts around the world. What's going down in that AEW women's division? Do you know there were loads of women on telly this week? I didn't quite know what to do. To the point where many of our listeners messaged me and were like, did you see? Like, I did see. So there were a bunch of them on screen. Yeah. Some of them did stuff. We had a great match between Serena Deeb and Thunder Rosa. Um, for the NWA Women's Championship. No mention of the AEW Women's Champion. Uh, we haven't seen in a minute. I'm not sure what they're doing with their actual own belt. Uh, they have a second belt now that I, is theirs, isn't theirs. I'm not quite sure what the deal is because those ladies aren't signed to AEW. They just come over and play sometimes when Cody knocks on their parents' can door. Your yeah, like, can, can Thunder Rosa and Serena come out to play? Um, or is Serena signed now, but she also is at NW? It's very confusing. And that is what is nice, is that at least, like, because they are taking such a more uh, uh, appropriate approach with their um, with their workers, they can actually do that and borrow other people. Yeah. And, and I, I do think that it is another one of those cases where it's like, you've got all of these toys, They've got a load of toys. So here's the thing. Cody bought a ton of toys. And they were nice toys, but they weren't like 
the best toys. They don't do the most stuff. They're just like fairly basic action figures. Like maybe their arms and legs move a little bit, but mm. they don't do that much else because like you got to practice with those toys to get them better. So what he's doing rather than practicing with the toys he has bought is he's just you gone should. over the road and borrowed a bunch of better toys and just gone, are you happy now? Look at these. These toys are great. And it's like, you're not wrong. But what about all the toys that are just backstage separating Brandy and Jade, also not one of your toys? Like, I, I am excited to see people on screen. I am excited to see multiple mm. women's storylines go down at once. I think there were three storylines yes. for women on this week's episode. There was the NWA Championship. There was God, more, because then we had Brit attack Thunder Rosa, which was great. And then Thunder Rosa attack Brit at the end of the match which was fantastically well done um, we had the Jade Brandy storyline, we had Nyla helping Jade so there's some story there that I guess she's aligning herself with Jade and Shaq I want to see Nyla and Shaq, like that's going to be a fun time I want to see Vicky Guerrero so manage Shaq yes please um, and then we also had How's Anna <laughs> right? I think it's going to be great. I'm just happy to see the hope come Uh, back. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I had so much of it dashed um, by the dancing ladies that they were like, send some more girls out. Lindsay's, we're losing Lindsay. Send some more of the girls out. Um, And then, yeah, we have Anna Jay, or I guess 99 now, um, for her uh, Dark Order number, is going to challenge Sheeta. Um, which Mm. will be a match that happens. And I like, you're like, I was a rookie when you faced me last time. It's like, Oh, are you not now? Okay. Um, she has been doing great work on social media for she that does match fanta- Well, she's not been doing work on TV because uh, they're not having her on TV. So someone's got to do it on Twitter. This is the other thing that, again, like uh, a lot of the recaps of this week were like, well, and if you've been following Britt Baker on Twitter, she's doing great work about this, this feud with Thunder Rosa. I'm like, I, I would love to see that on the telly which is where I watch this show. Um, and I understand Britt had an amazing talk show segment on Dark, which is awesome. Because mm. oh, Britt's right Brit's great. Not, I did not watch Dark fuck this right week. Off. I didn't see Dark this fuck week. Fuck right off making me go to YouTube. Sorry. No, I know. We did, we, I didn't I, watch Dark. I agree completely. Um, but I understand that happened and maybe they're trialing it there before they move it over. Who knows? Um, and we saw the bunny ringside with the Butcher and the Blade in that match. Uh, I would love to see Ali wrestle some. Because she is she's really, really good. good at it. She's a good. She's a good toy, Cody. She's one of your best toys. Um, I would love to see her doing some stuff. So, in answer to your question, Hal, there was mm. so much happened with the ladies this week, and yet at the same time, nothing at all. I know we talk about the ratings <laughs> war, shant between uh, NXT and AEW, but I'd like to talk about the ladies war. Oh, NXT. NXT is showing <laughs> every single promotion, major televised promotion, how to run a women's division. You ain't so lying. Good. And they have been, they have been, like that is, you know, uh, they've been doing it since what, uh, uh, 14, 13, yeah, for, 12, yeah. I, whenever, yeah. Like, I think ever. I, I think it's been ever. I think is uh, yeah. the, the time frame. It's just yeah. so good. Just so good. Raw and NXT both had pay-per-view quality main events. We'll talk about mm. Raw in a second, but the Io Shirai Rhea Ripley match was so, so good. 
So good. They are so good together. Their chemistry is just stupid. And of course, a lot of it is just that like they're both very talented wrestlers, but just the way that they work together is gorgeous. And it feels like maybe it shouldn't be because of the the size differential and their style right. differences. But it's that moment where the it is a full opposites attract. They clash in the best mm-hmm. way. Uh, it mm. could go so horribly wrong with a smaller high flyer against a technical brute, and it just ends up being something beautiful. I love the way she throws Eo around like a dolly. It's the bestest. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but you know we're we're pro throw people uh, uh, in this podcast. So. Yes, honest. Yes. <laughs> uh, I also loved, and maybe I'll put this over later. Maybe I'll put it over. You know what? I'm going to wait and put it over later. Another moment I enjoyed Ooh. from. Uh, from NXT, but the War Games matches seem to be shaping up nicely. The women's uh, War Games match, I look forward to watching it on a television. I just that <laughs> one time seeing it live was so bizarre because it was so impossible to track. Yeah, anything was that was going on. I'm like, which ring am I looking at? I'm trying to see it through mesh. There's yeah. a lot of people in there. We got to see Ricochet do that really good, his really good spinny thing from the top, and that was basically it. That was yeah. about all you get to right. see live, is anything that but, happens but on the I'll, top of the cage. Yeah. It's pretty cagey in there. There's not really a whole lot of... Yeah. You have to, it's like looking for pixels. <laughs> I mean, but, but it's cool to be there. Yeah. Yes. But it is kind of like looking for pixels. Yeah, yeah, the Punjabi prison match was worse live in terms of seeing anything that was happening in that ring. Yeah. I always get excited at live events when I see a cage and then it's like, oh, there's a cage hanging above the ring. We're going to get a cage match. And then five minutes into it, you're like, I can't see anything. And it's so, so sad. So when are they going to go to the top of the cage? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the pajama okay. prison match felt like I was looking at the fences at the Enchanted Tiki room the whole time. <laughs> I was just waiting to hear like, I am Tongaroa. If you um, didn't sing the Tiki 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 Room song, you let yourself down. You really did. Yeah. And I would be surprised at you. <laughs> I'll tell you the match I'm looking forward to is uh, Timothy Thatcher and Tommaso Ciampa. I yeah. It looks like a really, really good match. They're going to beat the shit out of each other, right? Like, that's what's going to yeah. happen in that match. Yeah. Timothy's yep. going to leave with even fewer teeth. Maybe a little bit less hair. I don't know. Maybe. It's uh, it's hard to say. I'm excited about all of it. Like, I'm excited for the Undisputed Era versus whatever Pat's gang's calling itself. I can't remember. Um, I'd love for Pete to get a little trim, little haircut, little haircut for Pete. Um, but I'm not, that's fine. That can wait. Um, I'm excited that Finn Balor is back. I'm like, yes. yeah. that made me happy. He kept calling himself a cat. I love cats. So... <laughs> I really enjoyed the hammering of that metaphor. The cat's not just back. 100%. The cat also dragged some stuff in. I was like, look what he's done. He's took that metaphor and he's run with it. Uh, <laughs> really enjoyed that. Um, I just I just loved NXT this week. It made me so happy. And I hate myself every week for being like, moo, AEW. Yay, NXT. Um, but NXT was just so good this week. So good. Yeah, that was fantastic. Mm. Of course, the, the thing to get hyped about this weekend... It's Survivor Series. It's happening. Oh, yeah. And we the matchup we were looking forward to, or the matchup that was on the schedule, I should say. I don't mm-hmm. I don't want to say how you feel about it, was Roman Reigns taking on Randy Orton. That all changed after a fantastic match, main event, where Drew McIntyre won the title back yeah. from Randy Orton. Good match. And I like yeah. that. I like that. I would rather see McIntyre Reigns than Orton Reigns at this point. Which is nothing against Randy. I think he's turning in fantastic work. He's been doing a great job. 
I just he ain't pissed me off in a minute. <laughs> he hasn't pissed you off in a minute. I I just uh, I want to see I want to see that hoss fight. Yeah, I'm excited for it. Plus, yeah. like I like the idea of now they have um, the whole thing of Roman being you know tribal chief and like head of the island and Drew's clan chief. So we've yep. got clan versus tribe. It's mm-hmm. all very video gamey. Uh, it's a fantasy match. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I could write a whole. I could write a whole fantasy short story. This about feels that. very slash fic, and at the end they're gonna kiss. Yes, uh, and kiss is polite. <laughs> uh. They have to put the two. They have to put the two tribes together, and there's only one way to do that: is through mouths. Yes, yeah, through their mouths. Right. And maybe Drew could put his sword through Roman's floral wreath, through his garland, and they could hang the garland on the sword. And then hang it over mm. the fireplace in Drew's ancestral home, and then they could just do kissing. That would be nice. Well, because that's where they met, because they had to stay there. But there was only one. There bed. was only one bed, and the power and went raining. out, and they couldn't contact anyone till morning. So mm. uh, all the roads were washed out. You know, they started as enemies, but now they're lovers. <laughs> okay. uh, and it's Christmas, because why not? Because now it's a Hallmark movie. So they get Christmas married. Yeah, that's the best kind of married. Um, I think it's going to be really good. I really like Drew's sword. I don't like his just for men, but I really like his sword. It's a great sword. Anytime, look, just uh, uh, as a cheat sheet, if this becomes the new Black Shorts where in a year everyone (laughs) just brings swords to the ring, I'm okay with it. I am on record right now. Uh, More swords. Yeah. We are pro swords here at Pro Tides swords, Boys. swords, 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 swords. This is swords. a good swords, swords, swords. This is a really good episode if you want to know what we are pro. Because uh, we have given a lot of examples. pro kilts, yeah. pro swords, pro pro floral garlands. It's I guess it's is pro it cats. a lay? I guess it's yeah. a lay, but it's like a very elaborate lay. Pro cats, pro metaphor. I mean, I I'm very up with life today. As soon as we've switched away from talking about that one thing that I didn't enjoy, um, but I'm, I'm excited cereal. for that match. Are there any, you are pro serious. I also think that I don't know if this is a is a dark horse pick because I think anybody could call out this is going to be a good match. But I I think the show stealer could be uh, the New Day versus the Street Profits. I think that could yeah. be the match to top. Mm. Yeah, I I don't see how it can't be amazing because I think they're going to make it their business to have it be mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah, right. All four guys can go. All four guys mm-hmm. like. They seem like they would mesh well in terms of style. It's going to be fast paced. It's going to be fun. Yeah. And well, and it's just going to keep giving us the same, like what we've been getting, which is, um, hey, you see how there's all kinds of different black people, and you can have two different black groups in the ring, and it can be, and they can be mad for lots of reasons. You crazy? You crazy? I am. I am so entirely into that match, man. WWE. I have to start watching more of these shows because it's getting. Very black. Um, <laughs> That's just because so you've been watching so much AEW. You, uh, oh, you you've man. just really lowered your bar uh, for what you consider. I think that might be the issue. Uh, it was like when I moved from Washington to California, and I was like, right. <laughs> right. Uh, and you don't wear flannel here. Also, <laughs> no ski caps. You don't wear those no wool knit cap, caps no. all the time. Really. Yeah. Where is the closest REI? <laughs> I actually can tell you that, but that's because I am Asadina. a white lady. No, we got we got one in Burbank. I'll take it. It's okay. We're good. There's one down here too. 
Um, I, here's another one I think could be a show steal. Like a this is I think a dark horse. I think that Lashley and Sami Zayn could be a, a really good fun match. I think Sami's gonna like he's been in the he's been like he has been on one Ooh. lately. Yeah, on his Twitter is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. If you if you want to hear Sam, uh, uh, just another great example of Sammy using his real thoughts as his heel thoughts. Um, oh boy! Yeah, are we all? Do we all vote for Sammy to have his one day where he tears all the Twitter trolls a new one? When he ran that poll on Twitter, uh, yep. when he said, "Should I rise above it or should I take one purge day a year where I just let everyone know how I really feel?" And everyone voted for purge day. No one said rise above it, Sammy. We all want to see it. No. Um, I'm hoping it's Christmas, but I I will take any other day. Um, but I think it would be fun. <laughs> Oh, Sammy, so good. I'm not convinced we deserve him. Uh, we may not. I, I, I've, I think I've texted this. I don't know if I've said this on the podcast. Mm. I'm ready for the beard to figure out what it's going to be, though. Yeah, that's fair. But I know it's a heel beard. I know, I know what they're doing, and they did it. <laughs> uh, they, they did correctly the thing they wanted to do. I just, it's time. I like telling other people what to do with their body, and so <laughs> what I would like to do is to tell them. Oh, so you're. Are you announcing that you're going to be the new Republican senator? Yes. Okay, great. But only on a pro uh, uh, pro clean beard platform. That's right. Fine. I'm That's pro fair. beard. I'm pro beard. That's <laughs> pro beard. It's another thing we're pro people. Yeah. <laughs> if you have anything to say about what we've discussed so far, the conversation continues on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Discord. When we come back. We're going to talk about Zelina Vega leaving WWE and how bad that could be for WWE retaining its budding stars. That's up next on Tights and Fights. Congratulations, you've won a ticket to attend an exclusive opportunity in a relaxing environment with two lovers. Wow. Well, this sounds like a sort of proposition of sorts, but really it's an ad for our podcast. Wonderful. It's a show we do here on Maximum Fun where we talk about things that we like and things that we're into. I'm Rachel McElroy, and you just heard Griffin McElroy, and we are excited for you to join us as we talk about movies and music and books. Things like sneezing or the idea of rain. (laughs) (laughs) Can you get news or information you can use? Absolutely you cannot, because we're here to talk to you about pumpernickel bread. You can find new episodes on Wednesdays. So catch catch the wave! Tides and Bites Podcast. Tides and Bites. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by... Sorry, I'm trying to figure out how to lower my volume, because I think I'm scaring my new cats. Danielle Radford. <laughs> and? <laughs> Lindsay Kelk. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. This week. I just saw the orange head pop up. It's oh. not happy with me. Julian, I swear if you cut this out, I'm coming for you. <laughs> and I'll stay six feet away. But I won't stay six feet away if you know what I mean. This week, we're going to give one corner of wrestling some extra attention. This is our main event. Let's get ready to rock. Whoa. Oh. Holy shit. <laughs> oh, every time. Zelina yeah. Vega has left WWE. This comes after she had just entered the Raw women's title scene about a month ago and after a five-year stint where she showcased herself as an incredibly talented wrestler and manager. This was a shocker. Where were you when you found out? I thought it was a – I thought it was like a – like I, I think I saw Zelina Vega was trending on Twitter. I was like this – I wonder if uh, – maybe she gave like a really good promo that I missed or something something like that. Maybe she's pregnant. 
Maybe mm-hmm. there's some news there. Mm. But uh, only with cats, more cats. Future endeavored. I was like, what the fuck? She yeah. she has done nothing but stellar work in mm. every role she's been given. Yep. Yeah. I was in my house because that's where I am all the time. Mm. Um, and I saw the WWE tweet. I opened Twitter and it was one of the first tweets that came up that just said, um, yeah, that they had come to terms uh, on the release. And that was what I was confused because it was like come to terms usually means that they've it's been agreed, right? Like it, that it's less we told them to fuck the fuck off and more like, yeah, we uh, agreed this was not working. Um but I was very surprised and may or may not have run into the other room and interrupted Jeff on a very important work call by screaming <laughs> at the top of my voice, Selena Vega has left WWE, which I imagine means nothing to the executive producer of his new show. Um, but he knows <laughs> now. Know. He knows now. So that's nice. See? They ended up so having a very civil up. conversation about unions. Uh, so, yeah, I was surprised. I was very surprised. Yeah, no, I saw the WWE tweet before I saw her tweet. Yes. Um, and then I believe I immediately texted all of you because I don't have a Jeff. Um, <laughs> Do you want and one? And the cats... Well, <laughs> a very specific well, one? <laughs> but the cats weren't here yet. If it was, I would have ran in. I would have pulled the cats. Yeah, hey, They fired Selena Vega. Um, but yeah, so I immediately was like, I have to text my best friends who care about wrestling. And so I immediately went to the group chat and was like, what the fuck? Um, is it surprising? No. Um, after what they did earlier this year, I mean, I think maybe had all that shit not happened this year when they had that like typhoon of dumb shit for that like three yeah. days. Yeah. I think of I think I would be more surprised. But yeah. after they did that thing where they're like all of that stuff happened at once, I'm like, oh, yeah. yep, that's exactly. And she was also like, she was poking the bear, which I love yes. her for. Yes, totally. And you've got to assume she's not making that much money out of like her merch side of things at WWE. She's probably not one of the people who's making the top dollar on merch. No. So she's right. making a lot of money outside. So their nonsense affects her in a big way. Yeah, just, to, just to provide right. a little and- context for anyone who is not aware, we're talking about WWE changing their rules with talent appearing on third-party platforms like Cameo, Twitch, and Thank YouTube. You. And Zelina, in fact, as you point out, was making more money for her work on those apps than she was from WWE. She has an OnlyFans, non-nudes, just cosplay. But those are those are huge income sources. And all of these... All of these people who work for WWE, whether they have a guaranteed contract or not, are independent contractors. Mm-hmm. So they, yeah. un- by law, have have the right yeah. to to seek out different revenue streams. So WWE trying to, you know, Vince McMahon, if we've learned nothing else in the decades that he has been in power and has done some amazing things and then some terrible things, like containing multitudes like anyone, is that he the most important thing is control. He controls mm. everybody's image. He controls their name. He controls who gets to see what. And then when the big stars that were created during the Attitude Era went and forged huge careers and and left, yeah. then he basically created an environment where there will never be there will never be another rock. There will never be another Stone Cold mm-hmm. Steve Austin because at a certain point you cannot control those people anymore. So it's better to have yeah. – he would rather have 
a smaller amount of star power that is under his full control than to have a huge star who will eventually leave and I mean I don't yeah. I I don't think from a business standpoint that's necessarily a bad thing but that carny mentality of how am I going to make a buck off of this how do I control everything yeah, right. that's, that's going on around me and it's it, this is re- Ridiculous. It's just very ugly. It's so ugly. Uh, a lot of people were sharing a clip of Jesse Ventura on, uh, I think, on Howard Stern years and years and years ago when he was talking about this and how this affected him back in the 80s and how he found out that Hogan was the snitch that um, busted his attempt to put together a union. Mm. And it's wild when you look at how long this has been going on. And when you actually just sit down and list all the legal reasons the definition of what makes an employee versus what makes an independent contractor. And you sit down and you're like, wait, so if I sign with WWE, Vince tells me when I work, where I work, what my name is. He gives me a script. He tells me if I'm winning or losing. He tells me I cannot work anywhere else. He controls every aspect of what I do in my professional life, but I am not his employee. I was like, no, she says in a really high-pitched squealy voice like that doesn't actually check out uh if you are putting all those restrictions on someone who works for you they are no longer an independent contractor no um and the only reason he's getting away with it is because everyone is going along with it because that's how it's done in the business boys um, and you know, like this is WWE, but it's not just WWE. AEW doesn't have a union. AEW does the same thing. They do allow their employees to work elsewhere. They don't take money from their revenue streams, but they also don't consider anyone employees. It's not like, and I'm not just not I'm not just saying AEW. All the major promotions, like no one does it especially differently. It's just that Vince could. You know, it's like you could. Yeah. You're the, a billionaire. This, you could. This talk has been going on for decades of whether or not wrestlers should unionize, how they could unionize. You know, there are <laughs> basic health care, which would be huge and probably very expensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure is would be one of the reasons they wouldn't want to do it. What would it take at this point for WWE, for, for its wrestlers to be forced to unionize? Is it a question of of legality and laws need to be passed or is it the right people standing up and and st- and and laws. trying to make what's right cuz when you get to that top tier i mean john, john cena for all we know may be supportive of the idea of a union however there is no real reason for him to support it cuz he makes a ton of money from WWE the people yep. at the very top who would be the ones mm-hmm. you would want to, to stand up and say, this is wrong. Something needs to be done and be willing to walk yeah. out over it. it people aren't going to do that because they have to support their family. They don't get paid. No. Like, what are they going to do? Part of the problem there is something you touched on earlier about the um, issue with not having a top guy anymore because you're going to need all your top guys. Like if Roman stood up and said, I'm going to unionize – Let's unionize. They can live without Roman. They've lived yep. without Roman before. Uh, you need everyone to do it. You need everyone to go in and say no. Like, we're all joining SAG, uh, which I think it seems yeah. like the most 
which is the actors' union. For anybody who doesn't know what SAG is, um, well, I guess we're going to talk about that too because that involves Zelina also. Um, which is the thing that's confused me because that seems like the easiest route to them being part of a union is to join SAG. Um, right. And some of them must be either SAG eligible or would be in SAG already, right? Because they have acted... Uh, like, Roman was in the Fast and Furious mm-hmm. movie. Would he have had to be SAG for that? Uh, John Cena's got to be SAG. Been, yeah. yeah, Sasha with Mandalorian... Um, they can become must So I'm curious as to one job. Okay. Essentially, yeah. you could you get yeah. one, and then after that, to do anything else, SAG, you have to join. But my guess is for yeah. the people okay. who are, I mean, the Miz definitely has his card. Yeah, gotta be. Orton probably has his. Kane has his. Some great work. People who are stars of the movies. <laughs> big show for sure. Yeah, big show for sure. Um, yeah, anyone that's done TV or movie past one guest appearance mm-hmm. must be members of SAG already. So. That seems like the easiest route to me to starting something. You know what the answer is? We've already established what the answer is. We're so dumb, you guys. When Drew and Roman are in the castle snuggling, yep. they then need everyone to... Gets to yeah, everyone's in a union now. They put their heads together and they say, look, you're Daddy Raw, I'm Daddy Smackdown, all the babies are in a union now. And that's how, that's <laughs> how we do it. In the castle, after the snuggles. Um, I think that's the best. That seems realistic enough that it might just work. Well, and then you have to invite all of the other villages because that's also the big problem with everybody quitting is that like there will always be somebody in some gym somewhere who will come in. So it it would literally have to be every single wrestler in the world is like, okay, we're all going to do this knowing that, you know, I might never make it there or this might fuck up my chance. It's just so insidious. Ooh, big word for 9.40 in the morning. I liked it. Uh, yeah, I just, I don't, and I, people, I've seen people online being like, well, when Vince dies, I'm like, well, when Vince dies, nothing changes because it changes from one set of McMahon hands to another set of McMahon hands. And they have shown no sign of uh, sitting there going like, oh, gosh, can't wait to start a union when daddy dies. Uh, that's Y'all not a traditional. so much stuff. <laughs> I know, right? People project so much on them McMahon kids. Y'all do not know them. You know that they are corporate people. You know that they have to maintain a certain image. Yes, of course. Uh, uh, Stephanie is going around the world doing being chairman of charities and all that other stuff like that. That is what that is. That is what you do. And of course, they tell you about it because they have a TV show in which to do so. Like I'm uh, Hunter is not your friend. You don't know him. Stop acting like you know what he's going to do when everything goes down. Look at what Mommy McMahon's doing and tell me how <laughs> how much they love the people. Um, so, you know, it's it's that I don't that's not the answer. And it's not going to change when Vince is no longer with us. It has to change from within and it has to change legally. Someone I'm not saying Andrew Yang, but Andrew Yang needs to take this up and genuinely take it as far. We need to go full succession on this and take it to Washington and say, what the fuck? This billionaire is out here exploiting all these people and he doesn't take care of them. What can we do? Um, And Uncle Andrew and Aunt AOC need to pull this up and do something about it. Like, it needs to happen. It's insane. It's insane. How much wrestling do you think 
um, Andrew Yang has watched now? I think he's watched some. I think he's actually got he really into it. Yeah. I think he started watching it as like, this will be a great way to connect with the kids on the internets because um, I'm not going to be able to give them $1,000 a month. So I'm going to get in with the wrestling fans instead. Um, and then I think he got like super into it. And now I think he's got the network and like, I think he watches a lot. I think he watches a lot. I think he does. Yeah. So for Zelina specifically, she's in this sort of limbo where she can still generate revenue from these from these yep. streams and i and i get from yeah i don't agree with but i understand how a company like wwe could look at it and say the reason why you have this following is because we've provided exposure so we want we want a piece of it i'm not saying that's right mm-hmm. i'm saying i can mm-hmm. logically track where where that yep. comes from now let's assume that's true i, I don't think you could argue that being on on national television has not helped raise her profile and gain some followers that she can then monetize, which I think is fine. Now she's in a situation where she's no longer on television. I don't know how you grow your audience from this point because it's so specifically based around one thing. So what is next for her? Is is the thing to hope that, that AEW calls and go there or just continue to build your presence, try to get into acting? I mean, it's such a, a fucked up time to try to go do anything right now. It is, but I think I think we underestimate sometimes how much money is available on the internet and how quickly yeah. audiences grow. All you need is for a Reddit chain to be like, join this OnlyFans, it's super cool and super hot, and she's making $100,000 a month. Easily, I know know it sounds like a ridiculous sum to those of us who don't do it, but easily. Um, Twitch streams, I know, are really great earners. I know, I mean, that's pretty much what Effie's been doing this whole time, right? Like this whole pandemic, Effie's been on Twitch, and I've listened to interviews where he's saying, like, he's doing great. It's a huge audience, especially for women. Great for women because you control what you put out there yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I agree with you, Hal. I totally see it. Because I'm like, my publisher could say to me, like, oh, you have to start giving. We gave you a platform as an author. So now we want to manage you and control everything else you do. I would get that. But I would also go tell them to fuck themselves because I signed a contract f- to do books. And like Zelina signed a contact- contract with WWE to perform for them. Her initial, yes. and that was the agreement. They paid her to perform. She performed. That's the end of their transaction. That's yeah, why this is so fucked up. agreements exist. But yes. Not, yeah. Not no, here. they didn't. They're trying to retroactively force it on people. And that's why mm-hmm. this is so fucked up. Um, you're trying to take something that was not in the agreement and you're saying either take it or go fuck yourself. Yeah. Like there's no negotiation. There's mm-hmm. no room for the talent to say, well, how about... We talked about this when it came up the first time. Why haven't WWE created an online talent agency arm of WWE? Why haven't they hired three people whose expertise is growing digital marketing, is growing exposure in the digital space? Those people exist. Those people are very cheap because they're real young and they're amazing at their jobs. They could employ those people. And then when they go to their talent and say, we'd like to take over management of your Twitch stream, of your OnlyFans, of your XYZ... And we're going to take a 10% management cut, but we're going to give you this team who are going to build your audience. You'll have an agent that will do deals for you and make more money for everyone. They're not doing that. They're not trying to increase the pie for everybody. They just want a slice of the existing pie because they're dicks. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, you brought pie? I would uh, like 90 of your pie. I'd like more of that pie, even though you bought that pie with the money I gave you to do the job 
which I originally asked you to do. Well, uh, but now I'd like some of that pie back because I'm an asshole. Now I just want pie. Boo. And I love pie. If you pie. have any thoughts on pie, <laughs> connect pie. with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Discord via the links in our show notes. We'll be back after this with some things from the wrestling world that you should know about. This is Tights and Fights. I, I can remember as, as a child thinking it was odd that here was this can full of meat. I'm Jesse Thorne. This week on my show Bullseye, David Letterman on shame, regret, and canned hams. Is this the best delivery version of, of pork? That's this week on Bullseye for MaximumFun.org and NPR. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by... Danielle Radford. And... Lindsay Kelk. This week, we want to end the show by sharing some of the joy of wrestling with you. This is The Three Count. Oh, hell yeah. Danielle, what do you want to put over? I'm putting over... Okay, this isn't quite wrestling, but it's close enough, and I love it. There is a... Um, it looks like she's part of bodybuilding TikTok under okay. the name Meg.Bogs. And she has this video. I'll send it to Julian. She has this video um, where she is doing those kinds of... I don't know the words. I do working out, but the working out that I do is just Jillian Michaels yelling at me. So she's doing those kinds of like push-ups where you are on a weight... And then you have to bring the weight up with one hand. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's basically like, I'm not trying to be pretty like a man. I'm trying to punch a bear. <laughs> and it's pretty. And it's not. It sounded like if you look at it, it looks like she's cutting a promo. So I just want to give it up to her because I guess she does a bunch of that kind of stuff on her thing. And it's not quite wrestling, but it's wrestling adjacent. And it definitely made me feel like I was having a promo cut on me. I don't want to be strong like men who look pretty. I want to be strong. Like bitch that fight bears in the forest. Fantastic. Lindsay. Um, I have something that's also wrestling adjacent. Kind of wrestling. Yeah. Um, I was given this for my birthday and it made me so happy. Like happier than it probably should have. Um, I don't know how many people out there listening to us know the hair care brand Suavecito. But Suavecito, yes. suavecito.com, uh, easiest place to get this, brought out some retro WWE licensed <gasps> products. That is super no. cool. Um, there are four. I have got the Macho Man Randy Savage Matt Pomade. Pomade, depending on how you prefer it. Potato, potato. Um, and it's really cool. It is hot pink tub and it's got cool labeling. It is an official licensed product. So Vince is getting a couple of cents off this. But uh, I went with Macho Man Randy Savage with my uh, product of choice because oh uh, his licensed image is not controlled by WWE. Uh, so they will have made the least off of this one. Uh, you can also get, um, again, also probably the least problematic option of the four because you can get Ultimate Warrior Original Hold, uh, Hulk Hogan Stronghold, Ric Flair Firm Clay, uh, or this, the Macho Man Randy Savage Matt Pomade. Uh, and it's really cool and it's really good. And I like their products. They're an independent brand. We like supporting independent brands while we Hell support yeah. our wrestling. Um, They're not paying us. Yeah. <laughs> They're not paying us shit. Uh, yeah, this I don't was see Danielle and I with this pomade. This was uh, bought for me for my birthday. Uh, and oh. I also got like a very cool poster with like skeletons playing with the products in a wrestling ring with the old retro logos it's all very cool oh, and i so like it a lot cool. well hey 
Suavecito, let me talk to you for, for a brief second before I put something over. You're out there trying to increase your profile. You obviously enjoy wrestling. We're the best wrestling podcast on the known planet. Let's link up. Let's get some of those dollarinos headed this way. And we'll have everybody rubbing the macho man on their head. <laughs> I want to put over the most wrestling thing this week, which is uh, the, rubbing the North macho American. Man on your head? Yeah, the macho man on your head. <laughs> A macho man on your head. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, no. I want to put over the North American title match between Leon Ruff and Johnny Gargano that opened NXT. And specifically, I want to put over the two two great moments. First of all, I love how you – like this is how you build a story, folks. You have Leon Ruff come out of nowhere. He wins this title. There's already a feud going on between Gargano and, and Priest. Priest comes down to the ring. While Leon Ruff's on the outside, says "sorry, kid," and then decks him <laughs> so that so that Gargano can't win the title. Then backstage, Leon Ruff confronts him, says "I'm sorry, kid," decks him, and then you have a triple threat match. That's how you friggin' do it. Well done, NXT. Basic yeah. storytelling. It's not that hard. We don't need to reinvent the wheel. We just have to make the wheel. The, the best possible wheel that we can. Everyone's timing was so good in all of that. It was so good. Mm-hmm. Like, the, yeah. When Leon Roth slapped Damian Priest, it was the most perfect slap I've ever seen. It was the best slap. And the character development of like, listen, if he beats me, then I don't deserve to be the champion. Yeah, like, so you good. learn so much about oh. who Leon Ruff, like character development, character yeah. development, no wasted scenes. Yeah. Oh. Love and it. all the good scenes are on TV. Oh, I've got to stop doing that. <laughs> yeah. That's just not. I didn't have to watch. I didn't have to watch, a, have to watch NXT Twilight to see this content. <laughs> oh my god, I would so watch NXT Twilight though. Yeah, Were there vampires that. and werewolves? Yes. Yes. At least two of each. At least. Sure. <laughs> well, they travel in pairs. Vampire NXT Twilight War Games. <gasps> <gasps> Guess what I'm doing today. <laughs> <laughs> I need 500,000 words on that. By the you end will of have the it by Monday, sir. You will have it by Monday. Takes place on a baseball field. Yeah. <laughs> so great. So great. <laughs> that does it for this episode of Tights and Fights. This week, your hosts were Daniel Radford and Lindsay Kelk, along with me, Hal Lublin, who you can see doing a variety of things. Shows all over the place next weekend. The 27th, 28th rather, Saturday the 28th, we're going to be doing a drinks and Q&A with the Work Juice players from Thrilling Adventure Hour. You can see more about that at HouseSeats.Live. Also at HouseSeats.Live, this was just announced yesterday, which is Thursday, we record this on Friday, that We Got This is doing a huge public domain winter extravaganza. We're going to be joined by our pal Paget Brewster, settling a clean slate of holiday topics and we have some awesome musical performances that will be peppered throughout the show so it's going to be like watching one of those holiday specials from when you're growing up except it'll be me and Mark and Paget. and isn't that what you really deserve go to houseseats.live to get tickets for that it is a fundraiser for Lyft so you can help fight poverty in this country Lindsay what's going on in your life and your in your profession would you believe it's books? Would you Hell. believe it's books? Um, yes. You know what makes great holiday gifts? Mm. Books. Kinda. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, they're easy to wrap. Um, and people, like, they might not be as excited about it as a PS5, but they'll, 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 they'll appreciate it. Um, so please, please buy books. Mine, preferably, but other books, also good. Um, also, at the moment, if you buy a book of mine from an independent bookstore, 
So basically anywhere that doesn't rhyme, let's just say anywhere that doesn't rhyme with Shamazon. Um, if you buy a book of mine from any other retailer and email me or direct message me or tweet me, whatever, and send me the proof of purchase, I will record a personalized video for you to say thank you. Because uh, I can't really mail out book plates to everybody because mailing is hard. Um, but I'm going to do videos. So if you buy one of my books, let me know. Uh, if you buy it as a gift, let me know who it's for and I will make a personalized video to say thank you because we're trying to really support the independent bookstores this holiday season because they are going through a hard time. Uh, so yeah. that's just a thing I'm doing. Uh, but please buy books. All books. 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 Fantastic. Danielle? <laughs> um, besides buying Lindsay's books, um, yeah, just keep watching the Honest Trailers, y'all, because I keep helping to, I keep uh, working on them and writing them, so uh, just keep doing that. And then if you want to find me in other places, uh, just go to um, my Twitter, which is just Danielle, Danielle Radford. I am doing a new um, role-playing show, which is kind of fun. I know some of you in here are kind of into those, um, called Dice X Machina. Um, you can look that up. That is on Saving Throw. That happens. Um, yeah, it's a great name, right? Um, it happens on Mondays at like eight or something like that. Um, I'm still. I've played role playing before. I am still very new uh, to this version of it, so I might mess up sometimes. But I'm still me, and you love and forgive me, please. All right, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Our producer Julian Burrell will see you all on the PS5 in 2021. You mean one of these bad boys, Burrell? Oh yeah. Senior producer at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music, so we're putting him over for that. Keep up with us all week long on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Links to all of those are in our show notes. You already knew that. If you love what we do, remember to hit those five stars on Apple Podcasts and share us with all your friends. Thank you so much to the Maximum Fun members who make this show possible. And hey, here's a crazy idea. If you're going to get one of Lindsay's books and give it as a gift, why not wrap it in one of our t-shirts that you can buy Beautiful. and support the shirt? Beautiful. Support the show. Support the shirt. Support the show. That's our next shirt. It's not ready yet. 2022. We'll be back next week for more, you guessed it, wrestling. Ties and Bites Podcast. Ties and Bites. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.